Hello, this is John McCormick, the pastor of Crosswork Christian Center in Round Rock, Texas, with another word on the go. Today's word will come from the gospel according to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. As usual, I will be reading from the New Living Translation, but whatever translation of the Bible you have will suffice. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Reading from the New Living Translation, you will find these words. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. For the next few minutes, I want to preach from the subject, When Push Comes to Shove, Finding the Miracle in the Middle. When Push Comes to Shove, Finding the Miracle in the Middle. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture, for this is the story of the birth of Jesus as told by the Gospel writer Luke. Everybody who's a Bible reader knows this story and knows that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a manger. Luke gives us a little bit of background as to how they actually got to Bethlehem in the first place. Can I suggest that when you read the story, you see that when they get back there because they have to get to Bethlehem to be counted in the census, Mary goes into labor. There is no place for her to have birth. There is no OBGYN available. There is no hospital available. There are no uh, hotel rooms available. There really is no space at all, it appears, in the city for her to give birth. Yet we find, as we read this particular story, that Jesus is born in a stable uh, and, and placed in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. That is the Christmas story. But I think we need to revisit it from another perspective. And that perspective is what happens when push comes to shove. When that happens, a miracle can be found in the middle. Let's revisit the story and see if we can see some things that will help us when push comes to shove in our own lives. Remember now, Mary and Joseph are in Bethlehem when Mary is about to give birth to Jesus. There is no room for the birth to take place. There is no place, no uh, hotel, no hospital, as I said a minute ago. Yet when we continue to read the story, we discover that Jesus is in fact born. The fact that there was no room in the city or in the inn or wherever they were looking doesn't prevent the fact that doesn't prevent Jesus from arriving. What that tells me is that when push comes to shove, remember God is not asleep at the switch. 
Ooh, somebody doesn't get it. Look at it. Look at what happens. Many times we wonder if God is attentive to all situations. And if God knows our heart and will, why would God allow us to get jammed up? Let me suggest that when we look at this, Mary and Joseph are jammed up. There is no place for them to go, seemingly no place for the baby to be safely born. Yet when we read the conclusion of the story, we see that Jesus arrives. Mary and Joseph are jammed up, but the Bible educates us. Watch this. You've got to pull back to see this, that God had already set in motion the plan of redemption at by the time that Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem. Wait a minute. In other words, God's plan for redemption, the birth of his son, Jesus Christ, was already set in motion. And by the time they got to Bethlehem, just because there was no place for uh, Jesus to be born does not mean that he still would not be born and God's plan would not come to fruition. What I'm simply trying to tell somebody is when you when push comes to shove and you think that God is asleep at the switch, take a step back. And I think you will discover that, in fact, God is wide awake. And not only is God wide awake, but God has already set in motion some cha a chain of events or things that will happen that will actually lead to your breakthrough. You just have to hang on in there long enough for it to come to fruition. I don't know who this particular word is for, who may be uh, jammed up between a rock and the hard place push has come to shove and you're wondering if God has forgotten about you. This preacher from Round Rock is sent to tell you that no, God has not uh, forgotten about you. And in fact, God has already set some things in motion to so that your miracle, so that your breakthrough can take place. Watch the, to the story, though. Again, Mary and Joseph are, are jammed up. And I would suggest that push has arrived at shove. But here is the wonderful testimony that ought to make you shout. When push comes to shove, God will either pull you out or push you through. Ooh, I ought to say that again. When push comes to shove, God will either pull you out or push you through. Let's look at the text. Joseph has to travel some 85 to 90 miles to go back to uh, register for the census. That's a push. Mary is late in her pregnancy and he's taking her with him. That's a shove. Mary, uh, Mary's water breaks during the trip and that's a push, but there's no appropriate place for the birth, no hospital, no room, no hotel. That's a shove. Mary's labor pains intensify. Ah, that's a push. But watch this. There is no sterilized spot. Somebody ought to get this from me. There is no sterilized spot for Jesus to be born. But watch this. Just when the conditions were less than favorable and just when it seemed that it was not going to happen, God pushed Joseph and Mary through the obstacle so that Jesus could be born. Somebody doesn't get it. Notice what happened. God arranged it such that that Jesus could be born in the manger. He arranged the arrival of his son and no uh, full hotel or full hospital could prevent God's son from arriving. But wait a minute. You've been there before. You know, there were times when your money was low, uh, but the bills were high job played out, but God worked it out so that you got a better job with better pay and you lost nothing. That's a pullout. But there may have been times when the money was low and there was no job 
job and there were no prospects, but yet you managed to hold on to your house. You managed to hold on to your car. You managed to have clothes on your back and food on your table. My brothers and sisters, that's a push through. Can we stop right now wherever you are and give God praise if you ever been uh, a beneficiary or the beneficiary of a pull out by God or a push through by God? God pulled you out of one bad situation, set you up for a better situation, and you ought to give God praise for the pullout. Or maybe things were tight. You didn't think you were going to make it. There appeared to be no way that you could get through, yet God managed to push you through that bad time, and now you are at a better place. You ought to give God praise, uh, my brothers and sisters, because sometimes when push comes to shove, God will either pull you out or push you through. Wait, there's something else in the text and I'll be ready to to take my seat. I might even let you go before 10 minutes. Here it is. When push comes to shove, my brothers and sisters, please understand the miracle is in the middle. That is the miracle is in the middle between the push and the shove. Somebody doesn't get it. You say, wait a minute, pastor, when push comes to shove, there appears to be no space between the two of them. How in the world can something like a miracle take place? It's right there in the text. You just read it. We just read it together. There appeared to be no place for Jesus to be born, yet Jesus was born. It seems that Jesus was not born in the optimal place. He was born in a manger or a place where it seems that maybe disease and bacteria should have been running rampant, but yet Jesus was born bacteria and illness free. That's a miracle. Watch this. Jesus was born in the open, out in the open where he was susceptible to attacks from wild animals. But watch this. God kept the family uh, and Jesus safe from any attacks. That's a miracle. Watch this. The miracle took place between push and shove. Somebody doesn't get it. Let me see if I can get theological on you for a minute. Watch what the text tells us. The text tells us that after Jesus was born, he was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. Let me see if I can say it again. After Jesus was born, he was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. Let me see if I can say it again. He was wrapped tightly uh, in, in swaddling cloth and laid on wood. Somebody's getting where I'm going. Wait a minute. The wrapping of the cloth, as some theologians opined, was to make sure to keep the limbs of the baby straight so that they would not be curved. Somebody doesn't get it. Watch this. When Mary wrapped him, she wrapped him to keep his limbs straight so that he could be laid on wood, which was the manger. Mm, somebody come get me. You know where I'm headed. Later on in Jesus's life, watch this, his limbs would be stretched out when they nailed him on the cross for your sins and my sins. Can I suggest that's a miracle and that's enough to praise God? I don't know who I'm preaching to in here now. Don't know who really needs to hear this. But yes, push has come uh, to shove and there appears to be no space. But you serve a God who specializes in working in tight places. So rather than giving up the tile or throwing in the tile, rather than panicking what you ought to do is praise God and ask God God I know push has come to shove but I know there's a miracle my miracle in the middle may God bless you and keep you have a good day